I want to say that it took me 14 years to write about my experiences in Vietnam. <clears throat> Camouflaging the Khmer. We tied branches to our helmets. We painted our faces and rifles with mud from a riverbank. Blades of grass hung from the pockets of our tiger suits. We wove ourselves into the terrain, content to be a hummingbird's target. We hugged bamboo and leaned against the breeze off the river, slow dragging with ghosts from Saigon to Bangkok, with women left in doorways, reaching in from America. We aimed at dark-hearted songbirds. In our way station of shutters, rock apes tried to blow up a cover, throwing stones at the sunset. Chameleons crawled our spines, changing from day to night, green to gold, gold to black. But, the, but we waited till the moon touched metal, till something almost broke inside us. V.C. struggled with the hillside like black silk wrestling and iron through grass. We weren't there. The river ran through our bones. Small animals took refuge against our bodies. We held our breath, ready to spring the L-shaped ambush as the world revolved under each man's eyelid. You and I are disappearing. The cry I bring down from the hills belongs to a girl still burning inside my head. At daybreak, she burns like a piece of paper. She burns like foxfire in a thigh-shaped valley. A skirt of flames dances around her at dusk. We stand with our hands hanging at our sides while she burns like a sack of dry ice. She burns like oil on water. She burns like a cattail torch dipped in gasoline. She glows like the fat tip of a banker's cigar, silent as quicksilver, a tiger on the rainbow at nightfall. She burns like a shot glass of vodka. She burns like a fill of poppies at the edge of a rainforest. She rises like dragon smoke to my nostrils. She burns like a burning bush driven by a god of wind. title of this poem is Thanks. Thanks for the tree between me and the sniper's bullet. I don't know what made the grass waste seconds before the Viet Cong raised his soundless rifle. Some voice always followed, telling me which foot to put down first. Thanks for deflecting the ricochet against that anarchy of dust. I was back in San Francisco wrapped up in a woman's wild colors, causing some dark bird's love call to be shattered by daylight. When my hands reached up and pulled a branch away from my face, thanks for the vague white flower that pointed to the gleaming metal, reflecting how it is to be broken like mist over the grass as we played some deadly game for blind gods. What made me spot the monarch on a single thread tied to a farmer's gate, holding the day together like an unfingered guitar string is beyond me.
Maybe the hills grew weary and leaned a little in the heat. Again, thanks for the dead hand grenade tossed at my feet outside Chulai. I'm still falling through its silence. I don't know why the intrepid sun touched the bayonet, but I know that something stood among those lost trees and moved only when I moved. I'm going to read just um, a couple of short sections, a few sections, short sections of, um, of a long poem in progress um, entitled Love in the Time of War. New poem. The jawbone of an ass, a shank braided with sharp teeth, a garrote, a shepherd slain, a jagged stone that catches light and make warriors dance to a bull roarer's lamentation, an obsidian axe, a line scan drum and reed flute, a night-long prayer to gods stopped at the mouth of a cave. The warrior king summons one goddess after another to his blood-stained palate. If these dear ones live inside his head, they still dress his wounds with salves and sacred leaves and kiss him back to strength, back to a boy. Here, the old masters of shock and awe huddle in the war room, talking ironed, fire and sand, alloy and nomenclature. Their hearts lag against the bowstring as they dream of Odysseus' bed. But to shoot an arrow through the bullseye of twelve axes lined up in a row is to sleep with one's eyes open. Yes, of course, there stands lovely Penelope like a trophy, still holding the brass key against her breast. How did the even star fall into that room, lost between plot and lute, the plucked strain turns into a lyre, humming praises and curses to the unborn. Just two last poems. Someone's beating a prisoner. Someone's counting red leaves falling outside a clouded window in a secret country. Someone holds back a river, but the next rabbit jab makes him piss on the stone floor. The interrogator orders the man to dig his grave with a teaspoon. The one he loves, her name died on his tongue last night. To revive it, 
to take his mind off the electric wire. He almost said, there's a parrot in a blue house that knows the password, a woman's name. And the very last poem is the second poem I wrote in the Vietnam sequence, facing, facing it. My black face fades, hiding inside the black granite. I said, I wouldn't, damn it, no tears. I'm stone, I'm flesh. My clouded reflection eyes me like a bird of prey. The profile of night slanted against morning. I turn this way. The stone lets me go. I turn that way. I'm inside. The Vietnam Veterans Memorial again, depending on the light to make a difference. I go down the 58,022 names, half expecting to find my own in letters like smoke. I touch the name Andrew Johnson. I see the booby trap's white flash, name shimmer on the woman's blouse. But when she walks away, the names stay on the wall, breaststrokes flash, red bird's wings cutting across my stair, the sky, a plane in the sky. A white bat's image floats closer to me. Then his eyes look through mine. I'm a wonder. He's lost his right arm inside the stone. And the black mirror, a woman's trying to erase names. No, she's brushing a boy's hair. Thank you.